I'm like, ooh, girl, what's your name? I got this cash, I know a place that we can go and trick off on some one of ten Bulgari shades. I've been going hard so long without taking no breaks. If it's alright, I book two flights, we leave tonight and get away. It's not about no sex, cause for your pussy, I won't pay. But I'm inspired and refreshed by something beautiful with brains. We both have broken hearts, so it's alright to love again. Cause when you let go of your pride, you'll find a lesson in your pain. Put your guard down, girl, put your guard down. Put your guard down. It's your girl, and welcome to the 60th episode of Avocado and Honey. If you haven't already, um, check out the latest 15-minute guided meditation that I uploaded last Tuesday. And today, we're going to be talking about makeup and skincare with the lovely Dre Brown. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you <laughs> for having me. I'm really excited um, to talk with you about makeup and everything. Um, we met at Crown's photo shoot. Yeah. And the experience that I had with you is just beautiful. It was my first time doing any photo shoot, getting professional makeup and Your anything. And face and <laughs> essence, energy girl, that was awesome. You definitely set the, the tone. It's going to be hard to top that because it was just like an experience overall. Like it was very like the stories and everything, the conversation we had. So That was a vibe. That whole crew. I love. Shout out to everybody at Crown Bag. Oh, I just love the entire vibe of that entire experience from everyone. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you you did your thing. I was, <laughs> I was happy to be a part of that day. You know, I'll be doing what I can. But um, the thing that was surprising to me the most, because again, it was my first time getting my makeup done professionally. So I expected like, you know, the typical beat look, but you kind of like um, specialized in natural makeup. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, so there's different schools of thought. Like I've been doing makeup professionally now for oh god it's 15 16 years Mm -hmm. um it's not everyone has their their lane Mm -hmm. um you for you know to to put it plainly makeup artists are artists so if you are an art fan you know that there are so many different schools of thought Mm -hmm. and approaches to art so there are lots of those to makeup artistry and mine, I'm a, I, I say to people, I'm a skin artist. I, I think the skin is the canvas. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the, I love what you can do with eyeshadow and lip color and lashes and all of that. But I believe that if you can make skin look healthy and, you know, supple and indulgent the way that I believe nature wants it to be. Right. <laughs> um, it's 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 skill because mm-hmm. it's really tough with. HD photography and everything to to remove what some would call imperfections or inconsistencies, but still leave life, right? You know, and still leave um, the skin feeling or looking alive, mm-hmm. and you know. So, because of that being my focus in my profession, every time I get on set, I even if my creative direction is, you know, I get to put peacock feathers on your face and turn your lips orange. I will do that. Mm-hmm. But I really like to always re- remain in the vein of fresh, touchable skin that feels almost like there's not anything there. Um, that's the goal. That definitely, I mean, you accomplished that with me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> For sure. So what's the journey? Like, how did you, um, when did you decide that this would be the type of artist that you would pursue? Oh, that's a that's been an evolution. Um, makeup was not my initial profession professional goal mm-hmm. in life. Um, as a kid, I drew 
and I love drawing. I love um, visual expression. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in a family with beauty professionals and I basically grooming was always something that I was connected to. Mm -hmm. um, but there weren't any makeup artists, you know, in my family. But it also wasn't a thing that we talked about as makeup artistry. It was just grooming. You know, my mother loves, does not go out without lipstick. Mm -hmm. You know, that's her thing. And as a kid, I struggled with, with skin issues. Okay. I had different, you know, hyperpigmentation and acne and all kinds of things. So in high school, I started to just walk the aisles of every drugstore looking for something that could cover up mm -hmm. what was erupting on my face, you know, and at that time, 20 years ago, <laughs> there wasn't that many options for brown girls. Right. But, so it was just something that I think I connected to out of necessity and also just out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. So I started working as a makeup artist and, you know, training as an assistant and kind of playing in college. Now I'm older than some people that might be listening. So when I was in college, there was no YouTube. That's what I was thinking because I know you self-taught. So I was yeah, like, I'm really there curious was to no, <laughs> I was up in Howard University tearing pages out of Ebony Magazine and Essence Magazine and whatever magazine had a pretty brown face on it. And I was finding friends that would be benevolent enough to let me play. You know, I discovered my first Mac store and I believe it was Pentagon City Mall in Northern Virginia. And I was like, okay, so this is what makeup for real is. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't cruising the, you know, the drugstore lines uh, aisle anymore. It was like, oh, this is what artistry looks like when mm -hmm. it comes to makeup. So I needed a side hustle to be completely honest. Like I was working really hard in school. My major was uh, communications. I was mm -hmm. in the school of communications. I wanted to work in entertainment. I just had a vision of being like TV or something, you know, I just wanted to create. And so while I was studying, I was side hustling out of my dorm. I was doing, I would hook up some straight back cornrows <laughs> one weekend. But then I had a, then I discovered that I, you know, Howard University is a very demonstrative school. It's mm -hmm. like a, you know, artists are known for coming out of that, that environment, whether they're dancers or musicians. So we had a lot of opportunities to get fly. Right. Right. So back then it was like, everybody just wanted their eyeshadow done. Like, okay, they weren't, there was no beat and snatch back then. There mm -hmm. were no, nobody was contouring. Nobody was going and baking and there was no YouTube again. So there was none, none of this was commonly known. Mm -hmm. So I had a roommate who was in a dance troupe and she was like, you want to do the makeup for our dance troupe? And that kind of started the ball rolling I would do like fashion shows and you know you know do people's makeup for homecoming mm -hmm. and it wasn't anything major but it was allowing me to just play and I, I grew to love it just because it was fun and I mm -hmm. didn't really feel like it was work it, at that point it wasn't really making me money it was just giving me an outlet and then eventually someone was like so how much I owe you, and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and yeah, so $20 with my shadow was holding the sister down hey. back in the day. So how did you um, land your first big job? Oh, oh well, it was it was interesting because I moved to New York at, right after college. I came, I went home to Virginia for three weeks, came back home, came back here on a one way, like, mm -hmm. and I ain't going back. <laughs> um, and my first job was at um, MTV Networks. Okay. 
I was working and I knew I wanted to work in entertainment, so I started working in television. I said, that could be, that could be a good start. And by then, I had decided, I'm gonna come to New York and I'm going to keep assisting, because assisting was the best way to learn mm -hmm. back for me, with you know, with no YouTube and no nobody out there really saying this is a job you can have. Right. Um, but I said, if I can't do makeup in New York, I can't do makeup anywhere, because it, you you everything you anywhere, is here. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I came here, I started putting my little kit together and I realized it was expensive um, to do. So what I really put myself out as is an assistant. So I started working, um, you know, I worked in television, so I would be like, can I just come to set and shadow? Mm -hmm. So my first big job was basically a favor for a friend at MTV. I had, um, they had heard, you know, around the, that, oh, Dre does makeup, okay, mm -hmm. cool. And MTV U at the time, which was the college-based network, had a shoot. Um, it was basically only, I think it was only on college campuses. Oh, okay. but Neither here nor there. I think a friend of mine was producing something and was like, I heard you do makeup. And I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, they're like, we need a, we need a really, budget-friendly makeup artist for this this shoot and we can give you a little bit of something but it's not going to be a lot we just need you to do one girl it was like a contest winner or something so mm. i was like oh i can handle this yeah no pressure um no pressure <laughs> i can i can make this happen and so i it was during the day it was a work day so i had to make up some excuse that i couldn't be at work mm -hmm. and i went to the set and i did it and i was like this is real and I think I don't remember what I got paid but it was I was like I got a check like a real check mm -hmm. for being a makeup artist and it was not as an assistant it was as you know in my own right so that was crazy and it became my kind of Clark Kent Superman life you know? okay Clark Kent was um, my day job which for the next 10 years I worked in television and I had a really successful career in marketing and production and television. Mm -hmm. I worked for a bunch of different networks. So I got really good about understanding how content was created. Right. And I got familiar with cameras and I got familiar with editing and I got familiar with all these things, which I know in hindsight now was just really building a toolkit for me to get a, be a better artist because right. I understood how images are captured. Mm -hmm. So if you know those things, you know what to do to skin and what to do to um, to really optimize someone in those lights. And I just was soaking it all up. And then about five or six years ago, I jumped out the window and said, I just want to devote my life to beauty. And Clark had to die. Right. <laughs> Bye, Clark. Time to live in your truth. Superman is here forever. Yeah. <laughs> and um, recently, BeautyCon was just here in New York City. Yeah. Um, did you attend? I did. I was, oh, you don't understand. You can't take someone like me and put me in a room full of women who are feeling good about themselves. Yeah, your energy is always on 100. I mean, every, at least every time I'm around you, I feel this it, This is yo. pretty... <laughs> This is pretty average right now. Um, goodness, and I'm not even caffeinated today. But but what I, I it, what love I it. loved about it was it, it when you walked in, everyone looks like they were excited to be in the space. Mm -hmm. And I I remember I was waiting. I got into the door and I was waiting on my um, colleague from my agency, and she um, was on her way to me. And these 
little girls came in, these two little black girls with puffs on the top of their heads and, and tulle skirts. Mm -hmm. I had a tulle skirt on that day. And I said, oh, so we got to take a picture later, right? And they were like, maybe six and seven. And they were like, yes! <laughs> and I was so excited because I was like, these two moms, there was like, I guess mommy and auntie, were taking them and they're like, well, this is their first time. They don't know what to expect. I said, just tell them this is this space is for them. Mm -hmm. And I was so happy to see them. And then I saw them later in the day and they had bags on both arms full of stuff. And I was really happy for that because there was no space for little brown skin, puffy haired girls to go and know they belong right. when I was seven and eight. There mm -hmm. was nowhere. And there was imagery everywhere and signage everywhere saying all are welcome. That's like, so beautiful. Everybody, you belong here. And that was one of the things I really loved. Yeah, BeautyCon is just like the inside of a snow globe filled with joy okay. and makeup. For, and it was it your first time going? It was my first time, yeah. And I, I will definitely be going back, but this was just, it was a treat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you have any expectations before going to BeautyCon? You know what? I I didn't, but I I mean, it, I heard all the buzz. I know Cardi was coming through. Yeah, she was there. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I love her. She is like my spirit animal, friend in my head, inspiration. Like, I love her. Um, but I remember seeing, you and know, Supa. I, I love Supa too. Oh, Supa scent. Oh my God. And like, I'm like, how you leave that beautiful baby home? Cause right. she, I know she was, she was posting about like, y'all, this is a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving my, my cuties and her, um, her story and her success and her authenticity. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, yo, it's, it's like a phenomenal uh, moment to share with someone. And the thing about it is like BeautyCon makes you, connects you with the people that you're following. On, right. On so one of the things is that I think it's dope for, it's almost like the, the beauty internet world just kind of comes to life mm -hmm. at events like this. And you're like, you actually can talk to the people you're following and, right. and, and see them. And it's less of, oh, I love your pictures. It's like, okay, now I get to hear from you and ask you questions mm -hmm. and really connect. And I, I think that that's really, really powerful, so. That is dope. And that's one thing, I mean, I've never been, but that's one thing I noticed online is that like everyone I followed are together hanging out at BeautyCon. So I'm like, Okay, I need to go next year. Oh, you will be Noted. there. Yes. You will be yes. in the building. Let me get invited, sure. though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's talk makeup. Okay. Um, I'm still, I still don't know what I'm doing when it comes to makeup, and I'm going to be honest. But um, what are some, I guess, favorite brands or favorite products that you think that you could recommend for brown girls specifically? Well, I tell people makeup isn't something you get good at. Makeup is something that you embrace mm -hmm. for your lifestyle. I see. So I always say the intimidation of makeup is that people think there's a right and wrong way, mm. um, but it's only right when it works with your lifestyle. Right. And so um, I always tell people, just like when you go and buy a car, if you got six kids, you're not buying a two-seater sports car. It doesn't work with your lifestyle. Right. You ain't getting them kids to school in that. It's mm -hmm. not happening. So when you are as a woman are embracing makeup or embracing i say all of your beauty options because now we have so many different products for different looks that you want to achieve right. that you don't have to do it one way mm -hmm. so i say to people you know um get to know your skin first i'm obsessed 
obsessed with skincare. I am a makeup artist that mm, six days out of seven, I'm probably not wearing any makeup. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm usually slathered in seven different moisturizers and two sunblocks. And, well, let's get into the skincare regimen. Um, What's yeah. going on? But I, but the thing, the two go hand in hand. So okay. for me, I love when brown women embrace moisture and protection. Okay. Um, two things that I know that adage, which I wish would just be retired, black don't crack, it does. <laughs> it cracks like China when it hits the floor. Um, <laughs> but what I know is that we can, we do have advantages in our DNA that we can preserve if right. we take care of our skin. Um, and the same way that, you know, when the natural hair craze went, every sister was like, oh, I learned my hair number and all of this. Right. I'm waiting for that phenomenon to hit black skin mm -hmm. because we're gonna set this thing on fire. But for most of the two things that I'm really passionate about are moisture and protection. So like hydrating your skin, I'm really big on like hyaluronic acid. Okay. So I tell people, it basically, it holds moisture. It takes and like captures it and like holds it hostage. Mm -hmm. So if you tend to have dry skin, the seasons have, a you know, we live in New York City and right. there's so many things in the air that can deplete our skin. So keeping it hydrated and keeping it protected are the two things that I think for a, sis, for a city girl mm -hmm. are huge. And does, does that keep your skin moisturized during these harsh yes. winters? Hyaluronic acid, I love oils. Okay. Um, I, I would always say like, have a process. Okay. So, you know, the four steps, basic steps to any skincare product or process are cleanse, um, correct, moisturize, mm -hmm. and protect. So when you cleanse, you know, you're cleaning your face. Right. Um, there are all types of cleansers. Really pay attention to the sensitivity of your skin. Right. Cleansers take things out which are good because there's bad stuff that gets in there. Right. But sometimes they take more than they need to take and mm -hmm. they can be a depleting and cause your skin to be dry or irritated. Um, and then when you are correcting, so hyperpigmentation is one of the things I see the most mm -hmm. with women of color, which is like my forehead is this color, my nose is this right. color, my chin is this color, and I can't figure out how to match my cheeks and it's it's a lot mm -hmm. so um a big thing with that is i love vitamin c and vitamin c tends to brighten the skin but it also can help with evening the tone mm -hmm. um so you know a lot of the things that i like are just natural things and and you know they're things that our grandmothers and all those women who probably created that black don't crack phenomenon <laughs> they were doing natural things. Right. Um, another thing in the correct phase is if you do have something going on, like say that you have a breakout or blackheads, that's when you would do your masks mm. or that's when you would do okay. your, your treatments, your What's serums. Like a scrub too, would that fall in the um, Yeah, the scrub is, is can also come in that phase because if you're cleansing, I always say if you can cleanse and scrub at the same time, you know, use um, something that's very mildly abrasive, mm -hmm. you can then go, um, and eliminate a step. But I like to exfoliate with glycolics. Okay. So, like a scrub, a glycolic is a chemical way, it's usually fruit derived, mm -hmm. um, fruit acid derived. It, it basically allows you to remove the dead skin without 
the abrasion. Okay. It literally is like an acid that goes and kind of just breaks down the skin cells and moves them away. And then you wake up in the morning and your skin is like, it's like 1985 all mm. over again. Um, <laughs> for me, at least. <laughs> so then, It'll be 1991 for me. <laughs> girl, um, hey, back in the day. But then you have like um, the moisturize and protect. Right. I say hydration, you can't go wrong if you find something that is really emollient mm -hmm. and also gives your skin some, gives your skin some plumpness, right. some, some, some suppleness. Like skin when it's healthy has buoyancy and elasticity. It's mm -hmm. very, it has some, some comeback, mm -hmm. you know? If you're using a moisturizer and your skin is still feeling arid or you're having you have dry areas or when you put your makeup on it's like why does it look like that why does it look like it's just dead mm -hmm. you might be using a moisturizer that's not as rich as you need to or maybe you need to moisturize or mo moisturize more than once a day okay i do i moisturize morning and night and then i carry around um a hyaluronic acid mist okay that when i just feel the breeze i'm like okay come through and okay. i just pump it on because my skin tends to lose a lot of moisture and then the protect stage people this is a public service announcement i'll wait for this one you knew what was coming <laughs> yeah. sunblock is for us sunblock loves us sunblock is not trying to take nothing from us it is your friend. It loves you. It is the auntie that gave you candy at church. It is whatever joy in your heart. Please align it with sunblock because I know that's something that we're not used to in, mm -hmm. our, in our culture. I'm definitely one of those people who, that's me. I'm, I'm learning. God is working on all of us. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. If you do none of the other steps, the one that's going to be probably the most effective in keeping your health, your skin healthy, is the protect stage. Nah, okay, no doubt. Um, because no we all going, we all going to wash our face. We're all going to put some sort of oils in our skin mm -hmm. or in our hair or whatever. So you might be getting those other two steps done in another part of your life, but the protection is huge because our our ozone layer is gone mm -hmm. pretty much. We live in cities that have air quality issues. We've got exhausts from cars. You've got um, pesticides that are used all over, you know, the trees and the grass right. and, and the communities we live in. There is, you know, allergens and free radicals and things that are basically you can't see them, but they coming for us. They got mm -hmm. little, you know, they got little shanks and they just holding your face hostage. And it's just very, very, very aggressive without us really knowing that that's what's happening. So I always tell people sunblock is gonna, I'm going to get into it. It's going to hold you down. Okay. I will say traditional sunblock it feels weird on brown skin because it tends to have a white kind of yeah. tone to it i love aerosols or mists so oh, okay i didn't know that was a thing yeah like they they do have um facial sunblock that's really for the face i say use it everywhere mm -hmm. but 30 to 50 a lot of our foundations and our makeup products have like a 15 right. or 20 um, always add, always increase. And the number on sunblock really only indicates the number of minutes in the direct sunlight that, you, that you're protected. Oh. So some people don't know that. They be like, I'm not wearing no hundred. That's gonna make me, I'm not gonna get no tan. <laughs> 
no, that just means that you're protected for <laughs> about an hour and a half. You definitely without, just put me on though. I mean, I did not know that. so I know you ain't asked about all of this. Now, nah, thank just, you. Like that's my that's my soapbox okay. or my SPF box, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> okay, and I know you just broke down like the skincare routine. Yeah. And now I kind of want you to break down one more thing because sure. I'm still a beginner with makeup. <laughs> so what are like the normal steps, I guess, that you would use um, in putting on like having the makeup to have a complete face? Yeah, just like a get, just going out look, just yeah. a clean. Everyone loves that no makeup makeup, which is an actual thing. Yeah. Um, And, and what I love to tell women is that the old method of like you got to put foundation all over your face then you got to put blush and you got to do right. this and you got that's a lot and it's daunting for people who don't want to spend that much time right i advise having a really great concealer okay when you find a good concealer for most of us who are taking decent care of our skin we have a few areas maybe under the eyes maybe where you have a blemish or two where there's some hyperpigmentation or discoloration where it you know you just want to even mm -hmm. taking your ring finger and dabbing a little concealer under the eye or on those areas will give you that kind of blank canvas where everything is even so mm -hmm. that's a great place to start so after you finish that four-step skincare and you're ready to do something you can take your concealer and that that product will go far for you when People are like, oh, do I need to buy a foundation? Foundation is wonderful. It can sometimes even serve as a concealer, but it ideally is thought to go everywhere on the face to create one uniform tone. Right. I often tell women, if you don't need it, you don't need it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so I always say, you know, when you go to purchase a concealer and you go to a makeup counter, you know, get a sample of a foundation. Say, I'm looking for a concealer, get a sample of a complementing foundation. Okay. Once you try getting your your skin tone evened by the, you know, applying the concealer, if you feel like you still need a little more support, then em embrace trying a fuller coverage with a foundation. Okay. Um, so that's just me. Not every makeup artist will you know, agree with me, but that's my suggestion mm -hmm. um, for novices, you know? And then I'm really big on having women understand their skin type before okay. they go and, and start a makeup plan or vision because if your skin is oily or it's dry or it's combination, which is mostly average people, you know, most have a few oily areas and some dry areas, that's gonna be key in what kind of product you use, mm -hmm. but also on how your makeup is going to wear throughout the day. Okay. If you tend to be oily and I like a dewy finish, I like to look like I'm fresh off a of safari. Mm -hmm. And so my skin <laughs> will have some sheen to it. There are some people who like more of a matte look. Mm -hmm. So I always suggest having um, a compact of translucent setting powder, which okay. doesn't have any color. It just if you put your concealer on or if you put your foundation on, all it's gonna do is mattify and kind of like blur any additional textural um, elements of the makeup. So it'll reduce shine, mm -hmm. it will set the makeup, which will give it some more lasting wear, but it also just kind of minimizes um, any area that you're like, well, that glow is a little too glowy. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take that down a notch. Um, I usually say a little bit, you know, under the eyes, a little on the chin, middle of the forehead, jawline, and then leave everything else to kind of radiate. Okay. Um, so yeah. Okay, and so this one, it's kind of a personal one. 
because <laughs> like you've mentioned eyeshadows like you, I'm assuming like you're a connoisseur with this since you've been doing this since the beginning I like I, that's the one thing that I just can't get right yo like every time I put <laughs> eyeshadow on it's oh. cute like the first hour then I go out I'm pretty sure I'm missing are you using, something are you priming your lips are you using that's like probably Okay, I don't think I am. So you wanna if you're. <laughs> oh wait, no. I, I actually I do put primer on my entire face. I do do that. Okay, but there's there's eyeshadow primer. Okay, too. so no. So, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Depending on the look you're going for, you may or may not need it. Mm. I believe in less is more. So what I it depends. Like if you're trying to do like a serious smoky eye and you're going out for the night, put some. You know, put some eyeshadow primer on there so it and it sticks it's like, okay it's tacky and it keeps so it together it keeps it together but it also the eyelids as you blink they secrete oils yeah and oils will break down the makeup and start to crease it and you'll you know you be in the party selfie and be like wait that's not how it looked when i left the house it's because your face is warm, your eyes are blinking. So the primer will keep that creasing under control, but it'll okay. also help to not over, your, have your lids not get overly oily. Okay. So that the, the liner and everything will start to bleed and, and you are like, this is where things go terribly wrong. Okay, so, I'll definitely yeah. go ahead and get that. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's another thing with the eyes, eyelashes. Help me. <laughs> that is the thing that I get the most questions about on set and with clients. Lashes are daunting for everyone. I don't think they're necessarily the easiest thing to do. I always say start with finding your ultimate mascara. Oh. A lot of women don't, they, they just go straight to lashes and they don't re remember that you actually have some of your own. Yeah, I gave up on so, lashes, so I've just been doing the mascara. But. I love, shop for mascaras that have especially for black women, our lashes can sometimes be really short and very tightly curled. So I always say you can go in, you can take an eyelash curler and you can kind of stretch them out a little bit mm -hmm. if they're tight. And then you want to use a brush or make a mascara that has a wand that can get those tiny little hairs so that you get all of, you, you define every lash that's mm -hmm. there. If you use a brush that's really puffy, you might not catch them. So a, a smaller wand, something that will is designed for really fine hairs will give you a nice full lash. And then if you need to add some more drama, mm -hmm. then you approach either doing individuals or a strip. Okay. Which, you know. So now that we have our, our makeup on, we have the natural look we accomplished. Mm -hmm. I got the primer on, I, my lids aren't creasing. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do we take, how do you normally take off the, the makeup Ooh, removal process? I, so the most makeup, waterproof or not, can be taking off, taken off really easily with um, micellar water. Micellar okay. water is um, really light and it, it includes these things called micelles that basically break down mm -hmm. the makeup and clean the face. So that while while it's also removing makeup, it's it's cleansing the skin. Right. Um, I am a big oil proponent for eye makeup, so I tend to use like a rose hip oil, mm -hmm. coconut oil, coconut. something that. One is not comedogenic, so you want an oil that doesn't, um, nothing mineral based, not mm -hmm. a mineral oil. Know that, you know, I'm not gonna say that V word, cut that out, but that's what I might, <laughs> no petroleum jelly. Okay. <laughs> um, no, nothing that's going to cause your skin 
to your pores to clog. Mm. So when I say non-comedogenic, that means non-pore clogging. Okay. Um, and then I tend to take a little cotton ball, put some of my uh, oils on, and I just rub my eyes because I think the oils not only break down the makeup, but they, they soothe the eyes a mm. lot. You know, when you wear um, makeup all day, sometimes your the skin around your eyes can get really dry. Right. Um, so I, you know, it kind of does a little treatment while it's taking it off and it gets everything. So even sometimes with the micellar water, you may have a little residual makeup left. Mm -hmm. So the oil is another really, really great um, resource. Cool. Yeah, I usually use uh, coconut oil. Yeah. And it so leaves my, like, moisturize afterwards. Yeah, and yeah. then, like, you can cleanse after that, and you'll still have some of that residual oil in the pores. Yes. So it, it keeps it, yeah. And that delicate skin around the eye, where a lot of fine lines tend to develop, mm -hmm. Oils and things that are hydrating really help with the elasticity, so the fine lines show up a little okay. less frequently. <laughs> I have a this is a random question. I remember this is probably something like they used to say back in the day mm -hmm. that probably don't apply. Who knows? But it was something with olive oil on your like face and then like like hitting your chin uh, to like when keep they, it tighten like, or something. They just I don't really know the origins of that. What <laughs> I will say is I'm a pro oil like. You know, 10, 20 years ago, you would hear people be like, oil on your face, or everything was oil free, oil free, right. oil free. And, it, and now everything is oil, oil, oil. So there are certain oils that are molecularly small enough to penetrate and really get into the areas of the skin that respond well to that type of hydration. They don't mm -hmm. sit on top, they don't cause you to look too oily and they, they tend to be really lightweight. Mm. Olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil is really great. Um, rose rose oil, yeah. Where do um, you get rose oil from? I, well, I literally am a beauty obsessed, but um, you can buy, you can go to health food stores. Okay, okay. Rose hip is is an added it's it's a botanical mm -hmm. that they add to um oils too which is really great and it, it helps it's got antioxidants which help the skin but health food stores any type of i mean if you go to most cosmetic stores mm -hmm. you can find them in skincare um areas but also you want to make sure you're buying like essential Oil. Right. Okay. So you like you want to read the labels because sometimes these oils will be blends and they'll have like yeah. the base will be like you know jojoba oil or or something that you're not looking for and they'll have a little bit of the thing that you want in there. Right. So right. you want to make sure it's like the pure essential oil and a little goes a long way. So when you buy, you know, keep them in a cool place and they'll last you for a while. Noted. Um, well, this is like my last question. Mm. I've been on Twitter a lot. And one of the things that I do see on Twitter that I like is like the unpopular opinion. Oh. So what's the unpopular opinion um, in regards to makeup for you? The unpopular opinion, I would argue um, that less is more <laughs> is the unpopular opinion these days. I have no, in my in my entire life, please know, you know, if, if this is heard 50 years from now when I'm, you know, gone to glory. I never, I, I don't shade anybody's approach. Mm -hmm. um, I do work with, you know, I, I, I'm a, an ambassador and a self-esteem educator with young people. And one of the things I recognize is that they're seeing a lot of images of beauty that they aspire to, but they are 
very extravagant, very right, heavy, right. very, I would say. in a sense? You know, yeah. And the thing is, is that I do think that as we develop, we develop some of the things that you see a lot of the influencers and stuff creating in these in these YouTube videos or on you know on TV. One of the things is like okay, contouring. Contouring is a beautiful tool with makeup, mm -hmm. especially when you're doing it for photography. Because ideally, um, contouring it, it's really about light and dark. Mm -hmm. And so if you're on stage or if you're being photographed, it's going to really amplify. It's the only reason it's there is to create shadow and light around your beautiful natural contours of your okay. face. And so when you're out in natural light and you're walking down the street, some of the techniques that you see demonstrated for photography don't read well in natural light. Mm. So I would say the unpopular opinion is that, you know, there's one beat for every day. Okay. And there isn't, you know, so, you know, depending on where you are, what you're doing, um, and how you're being captured, just know that you don't have to be a one trick pony when it comes to makeup. Heard you, I like it. Um, <laughs> is there anything else you would like to add um, before we move on to the next segment? No, I mean, I'm really, I, this is, makeup is really something that I discovered that I feel is my artistic tool of empowerment. Mm -hmm. And so I always tell women, try it, only do what makes you feel free. Right. So. Freedom to me is not feeling like you have to have something. Mm -hmm. And so I don't ever say to women who are starting their makeup journey that they need to invest in a lifelong relationship with it. Right. Do, if it makes you feel free and, and it taps into that creative, you know, fix you need, love it. Mm -hmm. And if one day you wake up and you're just not into it, it is totally fine and you can close that chapter. So, <laughs> but not the chapter with the sunblock. That has to stay forever. Heard you. I'm gonna get some sunblock. I'm gonna get some. Awesome. Um, okay, so let's go into the next segment, okay. which is to love a black woman. Ooh, so that's yes. where you, Dre, you get to say something that you love about yourself, or you could say something that you love about a particular black woman, so mom, sister, cousin, auntie, friend, or you could say something that you love about black women in general. Okay. Um, I'm going to be inclusive and say, because I do love so many things about so many black women that I'm just going to be in general, okay. what I love about black women. What I love about black women is our literal and figurative radiance. I believe that vibe is all we really have in the world. You know, we're like orbs of light bouncing around wrapped in skin, if you ask me. But I believe black women have a light in them that is really dope. And we also, you know, our skin is just velvet gold running, you know, from the heavens. You know, it's like, it looks good in any color. We have various shades and we glow from inside and out. So I would say our, our radiance is the thing I love the most about us. Beautiful. Thank you so much for. I learned so much in this uh, oh conversation goodness. here. I'm gonna step my skincare and makeup game up because I'm getting that eyeshadow or eyelid primer. Okay. Is that what's called eyelid primer? Yes. We okay. can go makeup shopping, girl. Oh yeah, please. And <laughs> listeners, you guys Can't. know this woman is stunning, and I she's a goddess. And do not let this these little comments she's making make you think that <laughs> this girl is sitting in front of me glowing and just just looking 
just oh. lo lovely and ebony and chocolatey and Thank awesome. Thank you. And you know what? I'm just a reflection because you over there just shining too, glistening, <laughs> y'all. It's shining. All of this winning. Okay. Thank you again for having me in fun. your space and everything, yo. This this is this is great. Thank you. Yay, Thank you. Welcome. Where can the people find you? Oh, online or if the they people, are interested in um, booking you oh wonderful uh well my website is www.drebrown that's d-r-e brown b-r-o-w-n dot com um you can find me on instagram either at dre brown nyc or at m-u-a underscore dre i live in harlem so if you're hey. uptown pull up <laughs> um and yeah any booking inquiries you can um hit my website and let me know beautiful <laughs> um you guys already know well you know you all know that you can follow me on all social media platforms at underscore smangie s-m-a-n-g-i-e-e -E. also if you want to stay up to date with avocado and honey be sure to follow avocado and honey on instagram um, we're going to be posting, keep you up to date with everything Avocado and Honey, as well as inspiration and funny stuff. You know, you get a lot of, of my personality on there more than my personal page, actually. Uh, so be sure to follow Avocado and Honey, subscribe, like, share any episode that you enjoy. Thank you again for listening, for tuning in. I appreciate you as always. Thank you again, Ms. Dre Brown. Um, Y'all have a beautiful day. Go out and have the day you deserve, I'll say. Oh, yes. <laughs>